Hey everyone, this is episode four of the podcast with Natasha Britton and Jeanette Daniels, both of whom I met working. So I'm going to ask you both uh, like the story of how we met, but before we get into that, I've heard a filthy rumour um, that me and you have kissed Nidge and Jeanette was there so she can vouch for whether or not it happened. I don't remember this either, but I do remember you being in the bath maybe we kissed maybe we didn't I remember you being in the bath and I remember maybe packing you but like yeah it wasn't like a tongue but it was like a lip touch okay okay so yeah that's way less dramatic uh, I'm glad we cleared that up anyway um okay so how do we all know each other um Nidji can go first okay um so we work together um, I first met Claudia on the rugby pitch. We were playing tag rugby and she got me involved in the sort of um, people committee of the like <laughs> of the squad. Um, so I was like representing Ireland and she was like running this uh, this kind of club, could we call it? Um, organizing events and stuff. And then Jeanette joined and I met her on her first day when she started um met her in the hall and <laughs> um, yeah we just became friends I think the pinpoint was the Nelly concert when we all went out together that was absolutely lit in the right venue lit miss <laughs> but yeah be the right venue I know and my first and last time going <laughs> Jeanette what was your uh what would be your take of the the friendship brewing um I'll say it's been bumpy because Claudia didn't like me before I so, did like you. This what? is such a she fil- didn't like this me. is a filthy rumor. Sorry. She didn't like me. You gave off an intimidating vibe. I actually felt the same. I was like, she's got yeah. this vibe that like an aura that doesn't say yeah, I want to be your so I've never like... heard people say this before. <laughs> until maybe people are faking it. Do you think I'm intimidating? No, you just don't have time for people. No, but like you're just like Is it the guns? I don't know. Is that why? <laughs> the guns. No, like it's like because I'll try to talk to you and like you literally give that head nod thing you do and like keep walking. You have like a head nod thing you do. Like, hey, yeah, cool, bye. Oh, Jesus, I need to work on that. It's okay. Um, I was incredibly <laughs> stressed and incredibly unhappy with my job, if that helps. Um, mm. No, I just personally. Um, but that's really sad that you thought that. It's so okay. when did it change? When were you like... <laughs> maybe she's okay maybe she does want to be my friend when i saved your life basically so like i feel like you never saw me and like you're in a rut and i pulled you out and you were like oh my god Jeanette, hey and that was like the defining moment but did i not invite you to Nelly? yeah but like i feel like it was because you and Irina were speaking and in the end like (laughs) in the end like it was like oh um Jeanette, do you want to come too and i was like yeah sure so, like, it wasn't, like, a direct conversation, like, saying, Jeanette, do you want to come? I was, like, a plus one. So, totally blank that she was actually at it. Totally forgot that. Sorry. That oh, was a rogue one, though. I was the last sad. minute invite as well. Like, I was, like, I can't remember what happened. I feel like everyone was, like, we're all going to Nelly. Do you want to join? The crew was so bizarre. There were so many random people there that, like, like, Kill brought a random friend. <laughs> no offense to him. Um, yeah, and we got that big party bus. I remember me and Maeve doing like cartwheels in the in the VIP. Remember we got into the VIP, but the lads didn't, so we had to like stay there for a while and had to go back down. And there was so many fights, but yeah, sorry. Defining moment of our friendship, Jeanette, is me essentially. I don't know. We're all standing, have a great time. Right at me was playing in the background, you know, classic Nelly, and. All of a sudden, full brawl, and there's so many hair extensions, so many high heels, stink of fake tan. And all of a sudden, someone obviously didn't look behind them and just went to like grab me and pull me into the fight to help. I'm assuming they thought it, I was their friend. And then uh, all of a sudden, this like hand of God reaches in and grabs me and pulls, pulls me back. And it was, yeah, there's Jeanette being like, hey. And I was like, uh, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> also, like you were not grabbed into the fight. You saw a fight and you were looking at what was happening. Like you literally, <laughs> you literally put your head in there. Like, oh my god, what's going on in here? And you got grabbed in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I gosh. did. I did consider jumping in just because I've never been in a fight, <laughs> and I was like, mm, this could be the perfect opportunity. Bucket list. Oh. Yeah. No better place than the right venue. <laughs> But the whole stabbings and all that, I was like, maybe I shouldn't. That's that's what it took. Like, that's the gear that was. I was just shell shocked by the flip flops in the toilets. Like what? For all the girls in high heels, they sell yeah. flip flops in the bathrooms. <laughs> Do you not remember? I don't think I went to the bathroom a single time. <laughs> same. I same have thing. a bladder of a squirrel. Same, 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 same. <laughs> Always being. <laughs> and then Nidge, um, our defining moment for me is us chatting on slack and then uh we added each other on facebook and i was like oh she wants to be a friend interesting and then we had like you were like how do you know this guy and i was like oh kissed him and you're like me too it's like how do you know this guy it's like oh also kissed him but just in college yeah 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 he was my childhood sweetheart and i was like you guys not in college yet oh no. no, we actually weren't. But we do we have just, a lot of mutuals. The guy that she... Her childhood sweetheart is the guy that I kissed in college. And then the guy I... I don't know, actually, that was also in college. <laughs> Never mind. Wouldn't say childhood sweetheart. <laughs> I would say, like, 17-year-old bae. Yeah, whatever. Let's... Yeah, let's embellish this yeah. way. It's better for the podcast. So that was my moment, but it's just funny because obviously clearly lads have similar tastes and we must look quite... We're both small on plant. I'm not small. Come you, on, you're I'm small. I'm 5'6". I well, am not small. Yeah. I, I, uh, I am 5'5". Five, five, no, I'm 5'6". Five, you're 5'6"? Five, six. Six? All right, you know, I'll take small. I'll take small. I'm not 5'6", <laughs> though, really. I am, guys. I'm genuinely, like, sometimes tall. Like, I'm, like, the tall one. <laughs> I just think you have short friends. My nickname is Tall Tash. Tall Tash. You're the tall one out of us because I'm 5'3 and Jeanette's like 5'0, five 5'0. Five uh, okay, I'm lying. We're the yeah. same height. Yeah, I'll take okay. it. Small blondes. <laughs> but yeah. Um... All right. But sorry. So then I guess those are my defining moments. But then working together and sort of like going from being like acquaintances and like in the same group to like being like amigas trabajo trabajo yeah yeah talk us through it talk us through the work events particularly the one the LGBT one so we got the pleasure of working on several (laughs) work parties and and Claudia was kind of the queen of leading them out and myself and Jeanette kind of picked up a few tips um and they yeah they were a lot of fun we did a lot of themes like I remember like we we literally would just like rock up to random like um two euro shops and like raid the place of like pineapples and like hula skirts and god knows what else like I don't even remember um I think we didn't have a defining theme for one of them it was kind of rogue and then we had you were helping us organize for the for the kind of yeah the summer we actually did a Coachella theme but then Claudia you left and me and Jeanette rocked that one um oh yeah we rocked it Uh, damn I should have gone it was actually it was a struggle without you um but then the one that you also helped organize for us was the pride um the pride party which you had left at this stage but you'd booked all the drag queens do you remember so yeah so the sort of backstory from my end of this is that uh, you, Nidge, had gone to a party in East Point. That it was like a Blockburgers party yeah. or something. I don't know. Was it a company? It was like, no, it was like some other, I think it was um, another company's party that they'd organised and paid for. We were just going to oh, jump okay. it on the bandwagon in the epi. Got you. And you had like photos and videos and you were like, Claudia, this was class. Yeah. So we were like, okay, perfect. Let's get a drag queen for pride and then i messaged a load of dublin drag queens none of whom i know personally and uh the one i had seen live 
yeah so there was like three girls who worked together oh shit sorry maybe I should not name them because just to be safe but they worked together actually probably it's incredibly obvious because there's only one trio (laughs) in Dublin and they do Witching Wednesdays so yeah so one of them replied the main one and I had seen her at the was the repeal the eighth thing she performed at it and she was incredible so I was like yeah let's get her should we go crack and she messaged back being like oh well like I really don't want to do it unless you hire my two friends at this cost and I was like oh that's like 70 percent of our budget uh yeah I was like don't think we can afford it she was like uh I think you can I was like I was like oh fuck yeah fine um they're going to be the main entertainments. Like, I guess we'll just have last drink. <laughs> and then that led into me leaving and being like, sorry, Nidge, here's all the work that I haven't done. Uh, but I did book these drag queens. Yeah. Yeah, so then myself, Jeanette, you helped me dress, like, sorry, dress the place, but like do the decorations, right? Yeah, yeah so myself and Jeanette rocked up to the venue. All was looking great. Like, we actually did a great job like pride lollipops pride balloons um those rainbow balloons were an absolute nightmare to blow up mm-hmm. um and then and then the drag queens arrived I think yeah they arrived early um absolute queens was really excited like they looked amazing um and like we'd we'd already worked with the guy who owns the or he was the manager of the bar and we were just kind of discussing the sound and, you know, connecting their their music to the to the system, thinking there wouldn't be any issues. Lo and behold, the holding didn't work at all. And people started to arrive. And yeah, needless to say, it was a fiasco. Um, I'd say like 40 minutes in, they still couldn't get the sound to work and one of the drag queens come over, oh comes over to me and is literally like, if you don't get the sign to work in the next 10 minutes, we're walking. And they'd already paid them. <laughs> we'd already paid them. You Sorry, um, yeah. So there's two things I forgot to mention. One was that in our talks together, the gay bar that they work in every Wednesday, that I know that they work at least Wednesday, probably more, is a two-minute walk away from this pub. And I told them to go and check. I was like, go visit, go up um anytime you want and do a check like and yeah check everything's okay and then they were like I replied to them like maybe two weeks before being like are we all still okay for like two weeks time the week before pride also did it the week before pride so that they wouldn't have to have their entire pride week booked because that's probably their busiest like time for work so sound in that respect and then she replies like uh we can't really like confirm unless unless we get that money and are we meant to like take your word for it that you'll just pay us and I was like this is a huge company with a huge like with the proper email address that's very very well-known company they're not gonna like leave you high and dry anyway I was like fair enough I guess we'll just pay the venue extra and get the the venue to pay them in cash that day so this is just like the perfect situation for an entertainer getting paid in advance having extra time during pride week to like your busy week and have sound people and be able to work and check in at any stage uh like five minutes up the road from like your local venue that you work at yeah like it was very stressful and poor the poor guy um shout out to Aaron in the landmark if he still works there I think he does <laughs> Um, he was literally running up and down the stairs, like literally every two seconds to try to get the sign to work. Like the sweat was pouring off him. The pouring off me as well, bear in mind. Um, and to be fair to them, they did end up just doing it without music. And like they actually rocked it and like they did loads of dances. And it was like not exactly worth, you know, what we paid. Um, and they did take the free drinks after, but um, it you know no one really would have known the wiser, I guess. Um, everyone else seemed to love it, so to say it wasn't a complete disaster would be fair. Yeah, but, yeah. But it wasn't a complete disaster. But like, I also really wanted to see how this went, and uh, I had just moved jobs, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Gonna rock up," but I had to finish work first, 
and I was working like not that late but like a little bit late and by the time I got there they were gone so that's why I was like oh my god I've really fucked Nage with this situation (laughs) it's not my money (laughs) yeah um nah like everyone had a good time I think it was still nice to market and um I think like me and Jeanette like we had body and soul the next day yeah it was the next day pretty sure it was the next day yeah I was pretty sure like I was like heading home to like get my tent (laughs) fair play um yeah no it was like I actually had a good time so it was it was fun it was definitely like a nice little uh, I think that was the last event before we all went our separate ways yeah in terms of roles um and then yeah so in terms of uh, the LGBT party on the subject of the LGBTQIA community um I identify as bisexual as you both know um constantly yeah. trying it on with Nitch and Jeanette uh, <laughs> I will never stop unless you get uncomfortable and then I will stop um, I already told you that no, I'm oh, <laughs> imagine <heart>. imagine <laughs> sorry I'm on a topic um, <laughs> no I'm only messing sorry so I identify as bisexual long ass coming out story uh, probably maybe might not get into it actually fuck we'll get into it um, sorry, I hate talking loads myself when I have like you guys on because no. it's just like, what, what's the point? Um, you do you, girl. Okay, so. That's no, fine, go ahead. I remember liking a girl or something in my head popped into my head when I was like 13, 14. And I was like, oh my God, do I like a woman? And then I was like, actually, Claudia, let's just not think about that. <laughs> let's just put that in the back burner. Didn't think about it for like four years. <laughs> and then, and, and I've heard other people say this as well, where it's like, you know, I'll just save that thought for another day. <laughs> and then uh, a few years down the line, I had such a crush on this girl. Like, I think maybe two of my friends, Max, now. Um, and I had such a crush on this girl in my school. And I was like, fuck, are you like, I was like, I'm not gay, but maybe like she's like an exception. I don't know. I, I like men too. Sure. <laughs> they're fine. And, and, then I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, definitely like this one girl. Um, maybe she's the exception. And then I was like, oh, well, I go to an all-girls school. There was like one girl out. She was like classic, like, uh, butch. And like some of my friends, obviously being very ignorant at the time, would have like slagged her, like not to her face, but in our friend group. And I was like, all oh, right, I like girls, but I'm just never going to come out because I don't want to be associated with that person. I don't look like her. I don't act like her. I don't want to be like mm-hmm. her. People like, yeah. So I did that for a while. Huge issue. A lot of biphobia going on. And also I knew I didn't fancy girls who like looked more butch or like male presenting. Masculine. So mm-hmm. it took me a little bit longer, I guess, to understand. And that comes with its own issues, like stemming from like, me having to question whether that was to do with like women in porn and stuff and like it being more acceptable to men for a woman who looks like a woman to date another woman who looks like a woman but I I, I don't think that's the case I think I just genuinely like pretty girls Fair. Uh, I think that's a me thing yeah um but in college then uh, yeah in college my sister who I lived with or shared a room with she sort of guessed it um we were chatting and she, I was like I have something to tell you and she would sort of just guessed and when you when, when you're coming out it feels like there's such this big heavy like feeling on to, on you it doesn't matter how you think like how you think that they'll react it just feels mm-hmm. really heavy it feels like the worst case scenario is about to happen um and you're like you have to like kind of come to the terms with the fact that they might never talk to you again might kick you out of your house and stuff. Um, so I told my sister and she reacted perfectly. And she was like, oh, deadly. Okay, yeah. well, like, are you seeing any girls? And I was like... Taking it back. Well, that was easy. We're not going to fight about this. Oops, sorry. <laughs> and uh, then she was like, oh, do you want to, like, tell mum and your, your other sister? And I was like, yeah, sure. So they came in. Okay. And then there was a slightly different reaction. And it wasn't, like, to say that it was negative but I was incredibly like on the defensive, like ready to sort of bite. Um, so any sort of negative comment I was going to take badly and I was going to jump on it, um, which I did. So, but my 
my sister was in particular and I don't remotely hold this against her it wasn't for her to say like oh this is a phase or like you're going to get past it but she was more like would you not just date men and end up with a man and the backing for it makes sense it was like Claudia I don't want you to have to deal with them you know all this hate if, if it comes your way and your life be easier if you end up with the man like I don't want you to go through hurt and difficulty and pain if you date women mm-hmm. from the reaction of others not from like her reaction um, and I'm sure there's other families who would have the same reaction it's like definitely that reaction I'm sure is, is common yeah and then what I do feel bad about the situation as well with my mum is that we were talking I actually, I honestly blanked a lot of it out of it. It Mm -hmm. was, it's so traumatic coming out. Like, and no one talks about it, but you have to continuously come out like to every new, every new group you meet, which is why I joke about it all the time because um, it's easier to make light of it instead of being like, "Uh, I like women as well as men and maybe non-binary people. I just haven't met one yet who I fancy. Um, But I came out to... Yeah, that was my coming out to my family. And then I wanted to come out to Ellie, my best friend, for ages. Um, but I was so nervous because she's like the person who's been in my life for the longest, knows me the most. I've known her since I was four. We live five seconds away. I've shared a bed. My biggest worry kind of coming out to friends was that like they would think <laughs> I'd fancy them, which is hilarious because now I tell my friends that I fancy all of them, like you guys, all the time. <laughs> um, but... I was so worried that she was going to not react well or like that people would think about things like, oh, did Claudia get like enjoyment out of like sharing about it with me or like just any things like that, which is just so not yeah. the case at all. I know. Particularly with that group of friends because it's like sisters. Like there's just no room, nothing like that. You can't see them in that way. <laughs> yeah. It's what I'd imagine being straight person is like. <laughs> so I came out to... I wanted to come out to Ellie. So we went for a walk and I chickened out. And the next day she was moving to Liverpool and I sent her this big text. And I like, oh, it was so sad thinking about it. Like looking back, it was like, blah, blah, blah. this is my feelings. Um, I don't fancy on the CGs. I don't fancy you. I really hope you understand. Um, and I, if you don't want to be friends anymore, I totally get it. Which is so sad. Like poor little Claudia being like, oh no, I'm going to lose all my mates. Like Billy, no mates over here. Like, um, but that's genuinely something that you have to sort of prepare yourself for and um, that people will drop you and stuff. Anyway, I didn't say it to a lot of my other friends at the time because I kind of wanted to pull her away from that group because in the back of my head was the things that were said like back when we were in school and stuff, which like you cannot base somebody's opinion when they were like 16 and keep that going for three years, you know, but um, so that put me off sort of coming out of that group so I did try to pull away from that group a bit which I sort of did and then uh I started sort of seeing this girl and my like it started seeing this girl and then it just sort of fizzled out after a few months um whatever and then six months later I got a text from her being like hey uh apparently we're dating like going out like going steady and I was like what um and she was like, yeah, uh, your, your friend told my friend that we're dating. And I was, I was like, I, don't, I still don't even know how it sort of came about. But essentially, our friends both were in the same course and they were talking about it. And I was essentially added to that group because of that one situation. And that was fucking incredibly hard as well. Because what ruined it for me was that... Um, my what what I struggled with the most was that my friend heard about this and instead of telling me she can and being like Claudia is this like true are you into girls are you do you have a girlfriend and she continued like to spread the rumor Mm, and this was like college age so like she should have known better um but at the same time I don't hold it against her and I I don't think that like her sole goal was to hurt me um but it was the outcome and I hope that she did learn from that, that like how damaging it can be to out somebody. And on an uplifting note, that was my sort of journey. <laughs> but I feel like my journey 
um, with women in particular was quite like delayed because I lived at home for so long. But you guys both lived at home for like, mm-hmm. or lived out of home for a while. So how was experimenting or like just expressing your sexual identity? How did you find that? Do you, like, do you want to go first? Um, <laughs> sure. Um, it hasn't been really different. Like, um, so like my parents were not really around when we were young. So like we're home with like nannies and stuff. So like I've technically been alone for a long time. So like that gave me a chance to like explore and like watch stuff and like try and figure out like, oh, who am I? And like, who am I trying to be? Um, America held as well. That was like when I was 18 or so. And yeah, America is a bit... Not wild, but like I feel like I was moving from a country where people cared about Christianity and cared about like who you are and who your family is to like me knowing absolutely no one and like getting to do what I wanted to do and like be by myself. Um, in terms of like sexuality and stuff, like I think I started exploring at a pretty young age, like when I was like maybe eleven or twelve. But like anyone else younger I, I so I used to dress up like a guy. That's the thing. So um, my dad used to dress me up like a guy. Did not know. So this. I think I mentally grew up. <laughs> I think I never told you this. Yeah, I never told you guys this. But like, I used to mentally think I was a guy. Like my dad wasn't so close with like my wow. brother, so he treated me like a son. So like I used to have like male so bonding time with my dad. Like I feel like a guy every time. Yes, it's kind of messed up. Like, I'll be in, like, a polo shirts and, like, shorts and, like, sneakers. <laughs> like a high bun. Mm-hmm. Like, really messed up. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if that's where I started to feel like I was a man and I like girls. I don't know. I know if I still, I'm still, like, still figuring that out. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's where I started from. And, like, I was like, oh, like, and plus, I knew I was attracted to girls. Like, when I was younger, like, when I was five and six, I was kissing girls and not kissing boys. So, so yeah. yeah. How did this it, happen? It was kind of reverse. How did this happen? I don't know. I was just, like, guessing people who will come over to my house, like, sleep were like, oh, kiss me. It was, like, random stuff. Oh, okay. But, like, okay. so I think, like, that's where, like, in terms of, like, my sexuality, I was like, oh, maybe I like girls. Then, like, my mom was super Christian. Like, like, by the book. So, like, I had to start going to church when I was, like, 12. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to like a guy now. So, like, yeah, it was just that that thing. Um, then I went to boarding school when I was, like, 14. And that that was mixed. Then there was, like, girls trying to talk to me and guys trying to talk to me. So I was like, oh, for a game. <laughs> I was like, for yes, games, and plus I was really young, so I was just like, literally, to me, it was just like sexuality, and it wasn't like a label of if I liked one or the other. It was just like, oh, I'm being free, and this is who I want to be, kind of thing. And yeah, like over the years, it's like really changed. Like I think I've like spiraled at some points, and sometimes I've like come back down. But like I haven't been like in a relationship with a girl since I was seventeen. No, wait, nineteen. And I ghosted her. I think we spoke about this, Claudia. We did. <laughs> I've heard. She's famous now. I've listened to her music. She's working <laughs> class. Yeah, she's famous now. But yeah, um, I'll send you. I'll send you her music. Yeah, I maybe I'll link her. We link her in the, in the podcast. I'll, I'll play her song in the outro. <laughs> Imagine if she finds it, like she'd be like this bitch. Um, <laughs> so many followers. I really, truly don't think she'd find us, even if she was tagged in it. Right, yeah. Yeah, in terms of sexuality, like, I'll say, like, I'm still figuring it out. Like, I wouldn't say, like, I know who I am yet. But, like, I'll describe it as free and... and Love yeah, it. That's the best way I'll describe Love it, free. Open-minded. Yeah, open-minded, yeah. <laughs> and sorry, uh, when you were... Sorry, quick question before we move on to Nidge. Um, when you were in boarding school and stuff, when you were, like, kissing girls... Was that, do you, did you feel like that was, like, for the male gaze? Or, like, oh, like, let's kiss, because they're into this? No, so, like, it wasn't, it was really sketch. It's also sketch, but, like, it's, like, girls who are still identifying themselves at the same time as me. So, like, I'll full-on get, like, hints from other girls, but, like, I'll have to, like, read into it. Like, 
I'll come like so we used to have like weekend breaks. So I'll come back from a weekend break with like a hickey from like my boyfriend at that time. And like a girl will see and go like, hmm, what were you up to this weekend? Da da da. Then like start to make advances and I'm like, does she like me? Does she not like me? Then there'll be times when like you be like in the library or something reading and like you get like adv- like advances and you're like, oh, I guess she likes me. It's like like it was like but like no one ever knew so like we'll make out like in the bathroom or we'll make out, so like, where no one was it was cute. cute yeah it was cute but like it's that thing where like no one ever knew it's like but, like people look at you guys like oh i think that girl like likes girls like what were you doing with her kind of thing but like no one ever had the balls to say oh this is what you're doing because like everyone's in denial like i think it's the thing from back home where everyone's in denial like about everything like, my mom still thinks I'm a virgin kind of thing. Everyone's, like, in major denial. It's like, oh, well, I don't know, it won't kill me kind of thing. But, yeah. And the last thing, sorry, before we move on, is that uh, Janeka hit on all the time. When we went to the George together, I kid you not, she was wifed within, like, a minute and a half. I was like, great, oh, okay, I'll dance yeah, on my own. Oh, yeah, I remember that girl. Uh, there was that this... girl was crazy, though. <laughs> it wasn't even just that girl, though. Everyone who was walking, when we were walking to the bathroom, they'd like, every head would turn. No. Like, who is that girl? I'm just getting a flashback. Jeanette, do you remember that time in Body and Soul where that girl, like, was obsessed with you and, like, followed us for oh, ages? Oh, that was a woman. She was really that was old. a woman. She was, like, in her 50s. <laughs> she was obsessed. Well, I'm pretty sure she was like, I've got a boyfriend, but I'm really attracted to you. Yeah. And, like, wouldn't leave us alone. Around. We had to, like, s- like, hide in the forest. To, like hide away from her and she had crazy she was, eyes was like psycho. you know when you see the eyes and you're like this person will fuck you over like she had those eyes like <laughs> oh but so yeah Jeanette is that power power I that don't see it though I really it's don't scary. see it but yeah <laughs> it's so powerful Nidge has the power <laughs> Nidge onto you then um well okay in terms of like sexual orientation it's been pretty plain sailing um I, I've always liked boys since I was very, very young. Um, I remember just like going home after like primary school and literally just like praying that the guy that I liked would like me back. Um, yeah, pretty weird. Um, yeah, and then all through school, I guess I, I would be the kind of girl who like loved boy bands and um, I, yeah, had a lot of, a lot of kind of male <laughs> crushes. Um, I guess at one point when I was in college, I um I started working for doing promotions for this um nightclub, and all the girls were absolutely stunning, like so pretty, and there was this kind of vibe going on where we were kind of like like randomly kissing on nights out, and like I was thinking about it there, I'm like, was that for the male gaze? I don't know, but I just remember it being kind of competitive and kind of uh kind of funny. And one of them turned out to be gay. So I wonder, was she kind of instigating the buzz? Um, but like, that would be the only like situation where I was like, I did kind of think about like, oh, do I like fancy her? And then she she turned out to be given off that aura, if you know what I mean. But um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say like, I'm, I'm open, but very much like, feel like I'm straight. But um, <laughs> sorry, Claudia. Um, but in terms of like identity, which I think is a little bit different, um, I think, yeah, I've always just been kind of trying to probably just trying to fit in what the stereotypical pretty girl looks like all through school. I wasn't very attractive as a teenager, very awkward. So I kind of would just, no, I was really ugly. I was so like, I just didn't know how to dress. I didn't know how to put on my makeup. My tan is still horrendous. Um, but I haven't really mastered the makeup either. Like I haven't really, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a girly girl, um, but attempted to be one. Like I don't like, I, I don't do my nails. Like I don't, um, like I wouldn't be, yeah, there's certain things I wouldn't be into. Like I'm not really a big shoe person. I guess <laughs> I still think I'm feminine, but um, I, yeah, my whole journey throughout like school was definitely like around pleasing guys and what they were looking for. Um, and I like the, when I think about it, I like actually cringe at like the outfits I used to wear, like the little slutty skirts and like the crop tops. Um, so I would say my identity in terms of feeling, you know, 
sexually empowered and confident has only kind of come in the last couple of years. And maybe that is due to the fact that I've only moved out. I'm sure San Francisco contributed to that when I lived there. Um, and yeah, I guess just sort of educating myself a bit more. Um, definitely working in the role with sort of open, like opening my mind to just like about sexual identity. Like um, I remember I had to deliver that training. Jeanette, I think you were there for that. And um, I had to deliver the training all about like sexual orientation and trying to help people. But yeah, I think my, my exploration of femininity has changed and like my overall sort of sexual identity has definitely grown up in the last maybe also in the last year, like I feel like lockdown has kind of created an, an opportunity to kind of um, figure your shit out and grow a little bit in terms of self-confidence. Um, so in terms of sexual identity then, like I'm a bit ignorant, but like is that like, I guess, how you identify the people you like or what, what is sexual identity? Is that a really open-ended question? What to say? <laughs> how, what? Sorry, what is sexual identity? How do you, what is it? I, I have no idea. I think I've overthought it now myself because I'm like sexual expression. Sorry, yeah, sexual expression. You express yeah. yourself. Uh, so how would you say that is, has changed for you then in the last like year or on self-reflection in lockdown? Do you feel like that's something that you've thought about loads or I think I just like dress the way I want to dress like I like you know I don't like always being I've actually changed like my style has really changed like I don't like wearing skirts anymore but that's not to say I don't feel like my, my dress sense is still very feminine um but I told you and I don't mind sharing that um I was on a date with this guy we've been seeing each other a while and uh he was basically like oh like next time wear bare legs and like he was like annoyed that I wasn't in like a dress and heels and I was just like it was just such a pinpointing moment for me be like I am not a princess like I'm not like I'm not the kind of girl that and I I might look like like Claudia the fact that you're like yeah you're still really girly I think it's just funny how there's a spectrum or there's sorry it's a spectrum yeah yeah there's a there's a kind of meet there's a meter of like and and it doesn't matter where you sit on it but I think it's funny how people can kind of misjudge and it's, it goes into, you know, Claudia, you having to come out all the time because it's like you might not be stereotypically what a bisexual and Jeanette as well, like what stereotypically people think of when they see someone who's, you know, into girls. Yeah, um, this is true. That's, what about you? That story annoyed me so fucking much. <laughs> I can't. I actually was like, should I get on a flight? Should I just beat him up? Uh, but then I was like, you know how... The, the bit that I've learned really, yeah, is like, why am I angry about something I can't change? Random lad. But I, I, I just hate that he said that to you. But oh, yeah. anyway. Um, but I think the learning, I guess, here, or the thing that I've been starting to learn from hearing things like that, he must be so... Uh, what's, what's the word? Um, where you're like self... Insecure? Insecure, yeah. Mm. He must be so insecure to think that what you do what you wear would be a reflection on him and he cares about it enough to say it to you like that's yeah so much work he has to do with a therapist I know and I think it is a lot like it's common enough for you know girls and guys where they kind of want the stereotypical kind of trophy wife or you know we want the stereotypical Ken Barbie (laughs) that equates to the same thing but like you know like the stereotypical butch macho guy um you know, it, it like it just comes down to like an insecurity of like needing to fit in and having the, the sexual partner that you feel will fit in with society. I don't well, know what you guys a think. A lot of that even in the gay community, like with the butch and like tops and like bottoms. There's so much chat about tops and bottoms. Mm-hmm. Like I still haven't met like a bottom or a top. Like most people are to switch. But I think that's also maybe in Ireland. And also, I have very limited experience as much as I talk about it. Uh, so, but yeah, like you said, there's all of those like uh, stereotypes. Lesbians calling themselves butch or femme um, and studs yeah. and stuff. Stuff like mm. that, it still ties into all of that like uh, compulsory mm. heter- heteronormativity, which is super damaging. And hopefully we'll get over that soon. <laughs> 
But Jeanette, tell me about your, like, how you, yeah, what your sexual expression is. Or don't. Um, <laughs> no, <but laughs> I feel like I already, like, kind of, like, mentioned on that. Like, expression in terms of, like, how I express myself sexually. So I asked, like, break it down the reverse, like, right? in terms of, like, femininity and masculinity. Um, I'd say, like, feminine. But, like, I like to be really comfortable. So, like, I think I choose, like, comfort before, like how i have to look like if it's either feminine or masculine i love like big shirts i shop in a men's section sometimes it's like i'm usually like choosing comfort um i used to like just like how nij mentioned that she used like look for feminine first i used to be that girl like always in a body con like heels Mm. because like that's what was turning the heads so it's like okay that's who i needed to be but like i was really uncomfortable like i found that like my nights out in comfortable clothes have been better than when I was in heels and had to switch to the slippers or like it's really grim but like it's like I'll say like I'll I go for comfort first before thinking of like which sexuality I'm like representing looks good on me yeah yeah I think for me with uh with like gender expression or gender performance I guess or sorry not gender performance but like sexual identity and stuff I always thought being feminine like I saw it as being such a negative thing because I felt like it held me back. Um, as a kid, my mom used to make me like force me to wear dresses, and I fucking hated it because there's so few pockets in dresses. Usually, there's none. Who's designing these fucking dresses? I don't know. Anyway, and um, so I used to bring a pair of shorts with me to like parties and stuff, so I could go in the bouncing castle and play football. And I still would come home with like fucking grass stains on my dresses and socks and stuff but my mum would like literally have to barter with me being like okay you have to wear a dress until 9 p.m and then after that you can change into your shorts uh, which is uh, thinking about it is so damaging that she wouldn't let me wear what I wanted to wear but it wouldn't happen now. <laughs> um but then I think having older sisters like they're they're both incredibly girly and feminine and like do loads their hair, like constantly had makeup on, constantly wore like really good like girly clothes and fancy clothes. And I don't think I ever felt like around my friends like that I'd have to do that going to wear going to as I did because that was just because I kinda had to fit in, but it wasn't necessarily that I was mm. uncomfortable wearing those things. Like I was a tiny person and my sisters did my makeup so I actually looked like great. Like if my sisters weren't doing my makeup if well, I this do, is why I wish I had all these sisters. Like I looked atrocious. Yeah. If, if I do my dream that mousse like by myself, oh no way, no disaster. Nice job. It's the only way I pulled. Um, but also back to the whole sexuality thing. I remember a girl in Wes asked me to kiss her, and I've never panicked more in my entire life. I, I was just like, no, because I, I was so worried that someone would see me like kissing her and being like, oh, Claudia is a lesbian, and I was like, oh, so scared. Anyway, back to like gender performance. Um, you guys know, like, yeah, I pretty much wear jeans all the time, but like, this is a top I bought in the men's section. Like, I started really defining my style in the past, like, I'd say a year and a half, I'd say. But um, I also just bought like a skirt upstairs, which I'm sure you guys are shocked with because I don't think you've ever seen my yeah, bare legs. We need to see it. Oh, Wait, we I have. seen you in your dress, oh. actually. Yeah. You flirts? We have. You wore like the no clothes last time we saw you before uh, we left. This is oh, true. Yeah, true. Sorry, I'm like slut shaming <laughs> you. Not my intention. Shame no, it's empowering. Yeah. <laughs> it actually ties in a lot with before we, yeah, I suppose we come to on this already. But in terms of self confidence, this ties in a lot because also I think wearing dresses and wearing skirts, I'm sure you guys find the same. I would get way more compliments being like, oh, you look great. Like if I was wearing like something traditionally worn by a woman and stuff. And if I wear jeans and stuff, it's like no questions, which I'm fine with. I'm okay with that. But um, in terms of getting comfortable as a woman in your body, um, I worked a lot around this, particularly around the time that I came out because I was like, turn this uh, internalised homophobia around and <laughs> try to just get real confidence. Um, so I, and I used to be terrified of like getting changed in dressing rooms 
I'd be like, oh my God, is she looking at me? Does she think I'm looking at her? I don't want people to think I'm, yeah. I was like, I, I don't want anyone to see my body. As <laughs> if I had this like fucking octopus body, like a bang average normal body. Like, yeah, it's like so scared. Um, so I was like, Claudia, that's something you should work on. <laughs> so I started, this is something that I'd also heard Keelan Moncrief talk about, who Nidge mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, she was talking about, I think it's easier to do it as a bisexual or someone who's interested in the same gender as you. Um, but trying to like doll yourself up or like to stand in front of your mirror for like an hour naked, just complimenting yourself. But sorry, that sounds outrageous. Like walking around your room when you have to clean it up or something, or if you're letting tan dry or something, every time you pass the mirror, you have to like compliment yourself. I love this. And uh, it works. It works great. Like you just kind of like fake it till you make it. But in terms of like self-confidence for you guys, how do you work on it? Or like, do you have any tips? Should I go okay. first? <laughs> oh, sorry, should I go? <laughs> um, I think like, so with self-confidence, I, I think it's, so it's been like a journey. And like, I, I think it's still like an ongoing journey. And um, living in different countries has been a bit hard in terms of self-confidence because like I moved from like Ghana where it's like okay if you have like like a nice body like like tits and ass it's like oh you're sexy it's like I moved from being sexy to being still okay in America because America's like a good mix of like like skinny tall like a, a bit bigger or like any size like really passes like there's not really much of a stereotype then then you move to like I moved to like Ireland after and like I felt like everyone around me was skinny and I feel like that took me down like a really bad like hole where like everyone around me was skinny and like well, I know you guys claim I pull but I actually don't pull because like I feel I really don't because like when when we go out and we walk in like people notice you guys first like and I know it sounds really fucked up it sounds probably really fucked I get like the old men I get old men. No, I do understand it. Also, I just... Well, I'm also just really talking about, like, the gay bar. Because everyone... Like George. Literally, there, were, there was no old men there. And everyone, yeah. every woman was looking at you. I went to I was like, I'm going to have to put my arm around you to, to, for people to stop hitting on I you. I didn't see that. I turned around. I really didn't see that, like, honestly. But, but yeah, it's like, true that you notice things that, like, the attention... I'd notice the attention of people looking at you and you'd notice the attention of people looking at me. Yeah, and at that, that like, is how I was viewing everything every time. It's like, I'll walk in somewhere with either one of you and, like, literally see heads turned for you guys and, like, maybe, like, non-existent. So this stuff is, like, tying to the fact of, probably deep, of being black as well and, like, how, like, not as many black people are in Ireland as compared to, like, America or in Ghana. And even though there's, like quite a few black people here. I feel like people when they're doing the same things I was doing, like going for festivals, going for like concerts, going like going out almost every weekend, not that many people are out. So like I think people are not so open to seeing a good mix. Um so like I I so like I moved from being extremely confident like in my body and who I am to like me being like what the hell is this? Then also maybe that could tie to me not having any more attention. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'll still like okay. Just because you don't have attention doesn't mean you're not attractive. But they I are mean, kind I, of I, I so intertwined. Like a lot of people base their value off of the attention that they get. It's like a natural thing to do. I think a lot of people do it. No, it's really interesting. I was just gonna say it's like what different people value for beauty. It's like. For me, when I look at you, I'm like, you're absolutely beautiful. You could wear no makeup and like literally look stunning all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. And like, I do see what you say about like us going into places and they're like, oh, there's the pretty blonde ones. But then we could go to like other countries like France or Spain and they're like, who are these? Yeah, who are these? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, but like you could go to like Spain or France and like they literally detest the way Irish girls look like they literally cannot stand yeah. the fakeness you know you know the hair extensions not calling myself but like I do you guys know I wear fake tan <laughs> and I it's literally bothered like any guy I've dated that is from somewhere else and 
yeah, I think it's, it's just interesting what, you know, each, um, each culture values is like stereotypically beautiful or like what they find, you know, physically attractive. Um, but I remember like giving you Jeanette of Half Talk and like Body and Soul and like, I was, I would think, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's definitely a journey. And I think like lockdown has helped and as much as it's been like really crappy and just being like being at home and like working and doing nothing else, I think it's helped like last year I started to like leave my hair out naturally, which you guys were excited for. Um, I'm like trying to like learn how to love myself in my skin and like who I am naturally more. Hopefully, when we go back to like normal life, I wouldn't straighten my hair again. But um, yeah. And do you have any like tips on like things that you do actively to try and help with your self confidence, Jeanette? First, um, try try to compare less. I think it's something we girls do a lot. Like I think we, yeah, we yeah. compare too much, and like, like it's like you're harming yourself. Like no one's really thinking about you. Like, but you're like in your thoughts and comparing yourself with someone then the end like you're crushing yourself like it's not like it's really not healthy for your mental health like healthy for your mental health but yeah so I think yeah try to compare less and I wouldn't really give myself pep talks like you do in the mirror I but, did myself like- <laughs> but like I'll, I'll, I'll like I'll work from inside first I think I'm just that kind of person that like I have to speak to myself first before it becomes like an outward like um affirmation it has to be like inward first but yeah yeah for sure yeah what about you Nidge? yeah um I guess it's similar enough to Jeanette in some ways I definitely think I've it's been a journey and I, I definitely think I'm still very insecure but I think that's kind of normal for for everybody as as they get older but I think I've definitely in the last year come a long way um but yeah just throughout my entire like growing up I was just always comparing myself to my peers always looking over my shoulder like my mom still says it to me she's like you need to stop doing that I do it in every sense of the word like what people are doing where people are going what people are wearing and it's just I have really improved and this year has definitely allowed me that time to be like okay what do what do I want to do where am I happiest who am I happiest with you know um, that's a good one yeah like who who makes you you know feel good about yourself and Stephanie's and people you know I've had to cut out of my life just to be like they're not making me feel good about myself um so yeah I think like definitely the people pleasing side of it um, yeah and just like trying to you know trying to impress you know the opposite sex as well like for me anyways as a straight person um like I think that's once you stop thinking about you know what they're looking for and you focus on okay no one's going to actually fancy you if you're given this aura of like trying to be something you're not or like some you know trying to be one thing but but another thing you know the kind of way um so trying to own my confidence a bit more um and just kind of like being more secure yeah like Jeanette said like from the inside like I've always been really insecure that I'm like not intelligent which is kind of silly but like how intelligence is measured when you're younger is like through school and like I wasn't very good at you know exams and all my friends were so much like smarter than me um and that really like knocked me and I think it was great that I went to college you know without my kind of close-knit friends because I had to kind of break out of my shell I was really quiet in school and now different I was mute like I think I was so shy I still am a little bit shy but it's so weird you just show yourself as shy I think I'm shy um I wouldn't say I'm shy but I think like, I'm shy Hi, I'm nice to meet you. <laughs> I think I'm just really love people <laughs> and really really social and nosy <laughs> um but no, we're like really good at really good people please be a really good listener thanks <laughs> thank you um <laughs> yeah I think my tips would be like um like on the physical side like just what are the things about you that you like don't like about your physical appearance that you can make a change that's going to boost your confidence um like I've started doing the personal training not that I hate my body I was more just like I kind of just wanted to get like stronger and kind of like 
I'm so like weak, like, and I still am. <laughs> I can't do a push up. But I think for myself, it was it's so good for your, your mental health and and then physically when you start to see the results, you're like, yeah, it, it's it's all it's all for yourself. Not at the moment currently. It's not like we're <laughs> we're showing off our bodies anywhere like exciting on a beach or something. So yeah, um, yeah. What about you? What are your tips? This sort of ties into being bi, but maybe Nidge, uh, you would know if it would work or not for anyone. But I remember last year uh, reading this book about dating. It was like the art of dating or like the dating game or something. And you learn loads. I talked to you guys both loads about it because I fucking loved it. Um, and you learn loads about yourself. You do all these quizzes and like write a personal essay and be like, this is what I need to be loved. This is what I look for in a partner. And I kind of took that list and just decided I'm going to be that person that I'm looking for so what am I looking for like I want someone who's creative like to turn people's day around and actively be a good person um someone who's a really good friend to those who um make them feel better I want to make sure that I do that for them too I want to be a really good auntie and a sister and just member of my family and I also want to be incredibly like successful and driven and kill it at work um and lastly like I, I can't remember what the last one, but it was probably to do with like attractiveness or like looks or something. Um, in some way being like, I want to look decent or like I want my partner to look, to like be, I guess, confident um, about their appearance or have cool style. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to just start making myself into this person. And I think <laughs> that's sort of why now I, I seem to keep going for people who like, f- who, who fit those five, but also I'm like am I dating myself like but that's a good thing yeah because it means I'm getting closer to that person and yeah and you respect yourself yeah you're like she's unreal I'm unreal from an outsider perspective like if I was to look at myself from an outsider's perspective I'd be like yeah I'd like to be her friend like I I think she seems like a cool girl so maybe that is something that you can use that's you don't have to be by to like do it but uh yeah so that's my self-confidence tips also walking around your bedroom while you're cleaning naked preferably with your hair done and your makeup and then every time you catch yourself in the mirror you have to compliment yourself i love this i'm gonna try it you should so that's like a good wrap on self-confidence I did want to talk a bit more about femininity with you guys, particularly the last episode of Euphoria that Nidge got me into and I had a party related to it just before I left. But Nidge, would you like to go into a bit of detail about what that episode was about? Sure. So for those of you who don't know about Euphoria, it's a TV show and um, the main characters are Jules and Rue who are a, one of the, Rue is, is kind of, is, is gay. Um, well, actually, it's never really defined if she's gay. I think she likes girls. And um, Jules is a transgender woman, or girl. She's only young. And it's all about their friendship and about their sort of, like the whole time Rue's obsessing over Jules. Jules likes boys. All her, her entire identity is feminine she you know wears short skirts and she's she's always talking to guys on on grinder and then in this episode it explores i'm probably not giving give the show justice um but basically it explores her in a psychotherapist session where she's basically talking about how her whole life she's wanted to be feminine for guys what they their object of femininity is and now she doesn't want to take her hormone injections anymore because she's realized that she actually likes girls and her whole basis of being feminine is around pleasing men and what you know what's an object of desire for men in terms of femininity so it's just a really interesting episode um and it really made me think about that whole kind of thing around you know why we dress the way we dress why we express ourselves in a certain way yeah I just thought it was a really interesting even though I'm I'm not trans um but I thought it was just uh, really thought thought evoking, I guess. Claudia, what do you do you think of it? Yeah, well, like, sorry, we voice noted 
after yeah you asked me had I seen it and then we voiced it after and you made a load of interesting points um or like continuations of the points that were brought up in the Mm. episode um about Jules feeling like she conquered femininity by like in the eyes of a man looking wearing skirts looking precious looking Mm. yeah dainty not having hair on her legs etc I thought it was interesting from the perspective of someone who dates quite feminine women and tries to self-reflect on that for why that reason is and if that feeds into the whole compet situation that we spoke about earlier but your point your points were way more interesting I felt um about femininity what it meant growing up what it means now and like how do you what what does it mean to be a woman and that be and how is that different from femininity and why did we ever think that femininity was a negative Mm. thing do you still think it's a negative thing or like what's your relationship with femininity now Jeanette you go I never really had to think about being femme um the thing was like I thought it was fine to dress like a guy so like being a kid I just thought I was just being free um then like in my teenage years that's when like I said like growing stuff on my body like tits and um I couldn't be as masculine as the world would describe anymore because I'll, I'll be in like basketball shorts and like a t-shirt but like you could still see that like there were things going on under and like people kind of make fun of you like who are you trying to be like it doesn't suit you well um then when I tried to be feminine like my mom would go like you're showing too much skin or um you you won't get a a husband dressing up like this it's like really twisted (laughs) really really twisted um then, like, I had a thing with my mom my dad where my, my mom hated, like, shorts because she said it wasn't for girls of my body type. And, like, my dad will, like, low-key buy me, like, hot pants and, like, tell me, like, wear it and, like, be confident in your body. Um, so, like, I think I had, like, a, a trip with being feminine and I never had to, like, I never knew what defined being feminine. Like, I think when I became, like, a teenager, I started thinking about it in terms of, like, having makeup on yeah and like but my makeup like like niche said like my makeup was terrible as well but like i had a dark side so like a dark face where i thought i was kind of gothic so like my makeup was like really dark makeup and i was like in all black every time so like i i think i just never really had to be feminine to be very honest with you like i i don't think i ever really thought about it in that sense like to me feminine was like my mom like that's what made me think of feminine like or the girls I didn't want to be like who were like very dressed up so like I don't think I ever really identified with it like probably now it looks like I do but I think that's just because like I have a I'm identifying my sense of fashion now but like I before definitely not like it was just yeah it was just something that was distant from me and something that I wasn't the body showed that I was feminine, but, like, the clothes didn't, if that made sense. And do you feel like being feminine, like, is a tool for power now? Like, or or how do you? I think it's so hard now because, like, it's in lockdown, so I can't even really think about, like, if it, if it feels as power. But, like, um, huh. That's like actually tough because I wouldn't say it's power. Like I would say it's it's power in yourself, but like not power in other people. Like if yeah. if if you were dressed feminine or if you were dressed as like society would define you as feminine, but like your cleavage or something showing and like you're attracting the opposite sex or like the actual or the same sex, be whatever may and like that would that'll be power to you, but like it's that's it's it's not really power. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but... I get you, like, if, say, for a presentation, if I was to wear, like, makeup, I'd wear a dress and stuff, it would... Actually, I probably do think the audience would see me more in a position of power than if I was to rock up and say, like, a hoodie and no makeup on 
Uh, whereas with, I think, a man in a similar position, whether he wore a shirt or a jumper, I think nowadays with tech companies in particular, he could get away with way more without that power struggle being there. But I also think me wearing makeup and wearing dresses for a presentation, I would feel much more confident because I'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I look classic. I'm going to rock this. And you could hold a room as well. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I think um, it's it is sort of there is a negative stigma to it. And I think like I would always be worried, you know, in the past and maybe not so much anymore of looking too girly and and, you know, worry of will they take me seriously? You know, like, will I, am I looking like the sort of slutty receptionist? Sorry, that sounds bad, but do you know what I mean? Like, um, but I like your attitude towards it. It's more like, yeah, power to me. I look like, I look really great. Like, and it's not just, it's not defining it on femininity. Like you could wear a really badass suit and you could be like, you know what I mean? Like, the, so it is kind of a difficult one. I think it's more like owning what you wear and not letting any sort of stigma towards that and or like your body shape like yeah. like me having like slightly bigger boobs like I, I have been kind of a bit like I don't like getting wearing really local tops because I'm like I don't really want to be like defined by that but then at the same time sometimes I do and then I'm like thinking about it too much and just kind of do what makes you feel good and like wear what you want to wear um but it's really interesting because I do think there's a stigma attached to like you know people think feminine and they're like oh so sweet really girly um instead of thinking badass boss like I don't know if I'm making sense I remember in tag rugby like when we were playing they the lads would never pass to the girls it was always the way where I know in fairness like, I shouldn't say never because there were guys that were really nice that will pass to you but they never really thought that we were going to get it in and the only way that I love tag was because girls got more points for getting the try at the end so like I was just buzzing I'd always get past you in the end like always in the training they never would and then it's like um it's just interesting and then I loved like proving people wrong like Mm. I remember once like I like started on some guy like he grabbed the ball out of my hand which is against the rules and I literally was like screaming at him I was like how fucking dare you I was like they're probably like whoa was not expecting that I'm like I'm not an aggressive person (laughs) I'm not an aggressive person but I definitely have like an aggressive side that people don't see so I think we're wrong (laughs) hey money to see you start on someone same honestly I feel like you both have definitely seen me angry before it's never it's never like intense like I don't think I've seen you angry I've seen you like mad about something but like not angry if that makes sense like I get you. Well, you guys haven't seen anything yet. Oh. I'm excited. <laughs> I hope it happens. Okay, so yeah, I think we covered femininity, sexual identity, how we know each other, uh, self-confidence. There's, that's everything I sort of wanted to cover. So thank you so much for, for doing this and coming on. Thank you for having Thanks for us. having us really really enjoyed this chat and uh, I look forward to some more